I'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for August 26, 2018. And I, I just can't get off this, this post. It's just, I got to cover a little more of this. Because the next one is Franklin Graham tries to erase his voodoo pedophile past. And um, I blew up the picture. I did post some of these pictures, what I could, that wasn't too explicit. I posted the pictures of him in front of the donut box and the picture of him in front of the sign. And it says voodoo donuts. And you can clearly see the blown up um, little uh, figure, this voodoo figure with a triangle within a triangle, which is the sign for um, little boy rape right on the voodoo thing he's he's proudly taking a picture in front of the sign these pedophiles all know the code words they know the signals they know the handshakes they know all that stuff okay so you know uh he doesn't look too innocent to me franklin graham is scrambling to erase all history of his unfathomably uh, inappropriate visit to the portland voodoo donut store the very same outlet the fbi busted for child sex trafficking in 2016 but i guess that wasn't enough to shut him down no, no, just let him keep going. And which a survivor story contributor named Mikey recently outed as a cover for child sex trafficking. But it's too late. The public are disgusted with the son of Luciferian pedophile Billy Graham. Um, and he tweeted photos of himself. Um, sorry, I just had to add all this stuff in last minute. Tweeted photos of, of himself eating voodoo donuts bearing sexual connotations uh, names like too explicit. I can't even put the names there. They're too explicit to post. Okay. Um, they're so evil and disgusting that I cannot post them. And the, and just the image of them I cannot post. They're that bad. The donuts. It's pretty bad. You know. Uh, but they were served to Franklin Graham. These disgusting donuts were served to Franklin Graham in a pink box decorated in a Ouija boards. And the satanic sodomy slogan, magic is in the hole. We just went over what that meant in the last teaching. But he had no problem with any of that because he's such a discerning Christian, you know. Then Franklin Graham posted in front of the Voodoo Donuts sign, which features a blue spiral triangle within a triangle, which the FBI identifies and any pedophile worth their salt knows as an indication that the establishment trafficked children. And it stands for little boy rape. Yeah. No, no red flags here. Same thing with Comet Pizza and Comet Ping Pong and all those ones that I I talked about. Best of Pizza and all those ones that John Pedophile, John um, Pedophile, John Podesta, and his brother, and how the Clintons are all in all the Washington elite are all tied in with that whole pedophile ring in Washington D.C. Same stuff I covered then. Same stuff, but no red flags here. No, I'm just I'm just off base in left field chasing fly balls. You know. Um. Then Franklin, uh, then Graham, Graham wrote, check out these killer donuts on his tweet. The timing of this tweet struck victims of ritual abuse and mind controls, no coincidence. And mainly immediately concluded that Franklin Graham's tweets were publicly declaring, I stand with these Luciferian pedophiles. Pretty much what I think too. Even non-Christians perceive this as a dreadful act of anti-Christian defiance. And I, I read that one post. Frank, Franklin, um... Graham deleted the tweet directly after victims tweeted their disgust and outrage at his posts. The public were not impressed with this tactic either. Let's take a look at a, at a typical public perception and backlash. Uh, why did he delete this tweet if he enjoyed his killer donuts so much? I tried to post Nathan's interview uh, with with the Mikey guy on it, but he deleted it before I had a chance. Oh, and because Mikey was the one that outed the whole voodoo donuts as a pedophile 
sex trafficking thing. He was the one that was doing it. Oh, he deleted that. Oh, because Franklin cares so much about the children. That's why he deleted it. Odd behavior considering he likes an innocent donut shop. Uh, another, uh, the day after the public attacked him on social media and via email, Franklin Graham tweeted a photo of him dining elsewhere with a caption saying, killer ribs. Now you see what he's trying to do here? He's trying to say, this is just part of my vernacular, saying killer. You know, it's just something I did it at, um, at Voodoo Donuts. And then uh, uh, the one lady that was raped by Billy Graham at the Bohemian Grove uh, years, many, many years earlier said, Fiona Barnett said, why would you say killer anything again after, after I called you out on this the first time? Where's your proud tweet and photo of you eating a pentagram donut and a, I'm just going to say it, a penis voodoo donut? Uh, because they have those. It's the whole male genitalia donut. That's their, I can't say what they call it. It's about as bad as you could imagine. Okay. And that's just one of their many sick, twisted, demented donuts. And you're going to address your father's pedophilia? And, and, and are you going to address your father's pedophilia with a question mark? Do we take your silence as, as being complicit? Of course he does. He's not going to say anything about any of this. And this attempt at deceiving the public into mentally replacing his killer donuts comment with killer ribs did not convince the disgusted public. I love how they're documenting this. This is so well done. This is how, this is what I try to do. I really try to just do timelines where I document everything so that there's no way, there's no wiggle room to weasel out of anything. And these were these were posts on the Instagram uh, because he's now just downplaying it by pretending he uses the phrase killer in normal conversation. Killer has negative connotations though. Why not use awesome or something positive as a Christian? Does Franklin have the Holy Spirit? Hmm. And then another lady says, I, I agree. He's trying to downplay it because of his sheer arrogance backfired. Another lady said, or another person said, um, Stuart Everson says, for a high profile, quote, Christian minister, a word like killer shouldn't enter into the equation. Another lady said, you took the words right out of my mouth. That was my, the very first thing that popped into my head when I saw it earlier. Um, yeah, it's just normal killer food talk. Uh, another lady says, these filth mongers will be held accountable when the Lord our God returns. Yeah, amen, Bridget. And then they go on to say, I demand Franklin Graham publicly acknowledges that his vile Luciferian pedophile father did to me and many other kids. It's kind of funny, you know, they're not coming out with all these lawsuits of libel and all this stuff trying to attack because they know that they're true and they know that they don't want this to come out of court. What they would want to do is want them dead. And I'm surprised that, but... I pray God he protect them all and I pray to God they all get saved because see people like these that get raped by quote Christian ministers there's very low likelihood they're ever going to get saved because they you know obviously associate Christianity with the most vile things on the planet and you know we should be praying for these people because they're it wasn't their fault you know it wasn't their fault these child sex trafficking victims wasn't their fault and and they're subjected to this stuff and the poor things go through life a lot of times hating God because they're lumping God in with this pedophile activity and God has nothing to do with it. Um, then Fiona Barnett says, yes, I have been going through some turbulent times since your father raped me as a child. She's posting this right on his Instagram page, right on his Instagram page, you know? So yeah, that's what we've got. Now the, the related, if you want to know more about this, there's a, there's a link to Portland pedophile DC pizza gate exposed. 
And then there's the link to that interview from Mikey that was, was again, this interview came out where he exposed Voodoo Donuts, child, tra child trafficking witness. He exposed it. It's a very long interview, a good, long, substantial interview. I listened to it. And right after that was when Franklin Graham's post came out. How ironic. Hmm. Killer Donuts. Was that a warning to Mikey to shut his mouth? Wow. Wow. Doesn't look good for Franklin. I I'm sorry, you know. And then another report, victim names Voodoo Donut as a child trafficking front. And then uh, going then going further along these lines, attacking Christian Baker again. What's next? Getting uh, get him for not doing a cake for bestiality. They they, they these 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 disgusting pig, um, gay and lesbian people go into these Christian bakers and they demand they bake these these disgusting transgender cakes or you know all of this stuff. And then when they won't do it, then they sue them. You know because they're such righteous maggots that they're trying to do this to Christian bakers. What is it with the bakery stuff? You know, but you know, voodoo donuts can do whatever they want all day long, mock Christ and do all this other stuff. And then, you know, they can go off scot-free. They're not going to go off scot-free in hell though. And then here's a, uh, I had a listener send me, this was on Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks pedophilia suspicions are now confirmed in a skit on Jimmy Kimmel. He dresses John, uh, Tom Hanks, who he's probably, God knows what he's doing to this poor girl, dresses his six-year-old daughter up like a prostitute. I mean, she looks like a total six-year-old prostitute, like all of these, these little, these little pageant shows that they do where they you dress your little girl up like a prostitute so that she can win a trophy or whatever you know what, what kind of parent does that you know dresses a six-year-old daughter like a prostitute and puts her in a beauty pageant she sings a song that has lyrics talk dirty to me and tom hanks keeps calling her sexy baby and view view at the five minute 10 second mark it's sick here's a link to it here's a youtube link to it and I, I told him, my comment was, I'm becoming more and more convinced that they're, they're, um, all of these, these people at this level are all pedophiles. It's um, as this is their entry fee for, quote, doing business in Hollywood. I'm becoming more and more convinced by the tweets that are coming out. It's like they cannot help themselves. It is like the demons that they are possessed by that they have been tom hanks mr good guy you know all this other stuff it's like they can't they can't hold it in anymore they're just they can't and i think it's great come on out admit to it all glory in your shame show your true colors let it all hang out because the world needs to know about you bunch of sick pedophile devils in the name of jesus christ okay so we're going to totally switch gears i think this is the last thing i'm going to be able to cover I'm trying to keep these studies down a little bit here and um, I, I could go for probably seven, eight parts, but um, <clears throat> this last part is uh, entitled the Mandela effect Baptist cover-up bombshell going back eight years. And I received this email the other day from a longtime listener who's also a Mandela effect quantum effect researcher and um i've got a whole team of people i can email now that are christians who are mandela effect researchers and have been doing this longer than i have and uh they've got their feelers out and um they're in different groups and things of this nature things i don't have time to do and i, I post a comment here this information is so beyond bombshell and it's now so apparent why i'm being attacked by baptists like no other denomination and this is uh, from this listener, Ernie. 
I received this on this last Sunday, or August 19th, last Sunday. And um, he posted, he says, guys, read this thread that just came out of a Facebook group that I am a part of. It's a shocker. This is a valid thread. I've already verified from the first lady that we're going to be quoting from that this is real and that this man who talks about this is actually it, it sounds to me like he's in fear of his life he came out of this movement that's every indication i've got is resulting in that he's very at this point i think he's become very tight-lipped he said about what he's going to say and he's afraid for his family that if he says any more that uh <clears throat> they could um bad things could happen to him put it that way from the baptists okay uh and this is uh from and i all these links if you click on them they take you to a valid facebook page where these people are real real and there you can see what their their agenda is this first lady uh sherry and uh, there's a link to her facebook page i've already emailed her she verified that it that you know he's in fear of his life and uh but i don't think she's gotten a lot more out of him and uh yeah, I went up on her, her Facebook page. Guess who she's exposing primarily? Pedophiles. Pedophiles. After pedophile story. You know, it speaks volumes about somebody, what kind of stuff they post on their Facebook page. And not a lot of people up there are, are even if they're against the pedophiles, are have enough backbone to post against pedophiles. You know, with all the stuff. But it's pedophile after pe- I mean, you know. Not the type of person you would expect of being just somebody coming out and being a liar. And this isn't even her information anyway. But she says, uh, I have a friend that shared something from this group with me. It was a great piece of info. She copied parts of the discussion and then sent them to me because I could click on the active link. It took me to your group. I applied to join to vet out this information. Now, I believe this this group is this quantum... Um, here, I'll go to it because somebody told me about this and I and I mentioned it in a recent teaching. Just so I, I want to really, really document this and really, really um, vet this out as much as I can here. Um, it's the Quantum Warriors uh, link that I have talked about here. Okay, and, and the, the link is quantumwarriors.net and I got this email not... Uh, a while back from a uh, so I found this website from a Facebook group I am now in you can search the scripture see if it's changed uh, what it was what it is is there any any residual proof of the scripture um, of the way it was before I am copying everything down and dating them uh, if you sign up as an awesome site I tried to sign up but they they didn't let me in now they're as far as I know I, the last time I checked it they they've closed off their their membership you can't you can't um get on there and i think they've got a facebook group which is what we're looking at here today and i think they've got a website as far as i know they're not taking any more members now it might be because they're circling the wagons because this information is coming out things might be getting a little too hot for them i don't know i don't know but i would imagine there would be a lot of infiltrators trying to get in there and try to muddy the waters but it's quantumwarriors.net says you might want to check out my website where i've recorded almost 3,000 verses of what scripture said before the mandela effect everything i've recorded was based on a consensus with people of 
knowledge like pastors and longtime Christians. You'll have to register to become a member. I work to keep out the wolves. I don't know. Maybe they thought I was a wolf because I tried and they wouldn't let me in. So, but I don't know. I don't know. It's whether maybe they, they uh, last time I checked, it says they're not taking new members. So uh, you will then receive an activation email that requires you to click a link to activate your membership. I never got that once I registered. So, uh, you know, they, they, who knows, you know, pretty controversial. But um, anyway, this is, I'm trying to give you some background here. So, so we're, we're as vetted as much as I can possibly vet for you and give you the background story on this. Uh, and it says, um, it took me to your group. I applied to join to vet out the information. It takes me to the conversation that I posted below. I will paste what she sent me. Now, again, I've already got verification this conversation is true from this lady that posted this in. I, she um, is in the ministry and she... Uh, um, has all these posts on her Facebook page exposing pedophiles, which I rarely ever see. Okay, people doing that in general. They just stay away from it, even if they're in the church. They don't want to get, you know, whatever. So this is from a guy named Austin Haynes to Douglas Dickerson. Douglas Dickerson is the guy that posted this information. Okay. He says, I'm fascinated by your testimony. Can you elaborate a little on the details of the BMA meeting? Now, BMA, and nobody's refuted what I'm saying here. I looked up, what does BMA stand for? I knew it had something to do with Baptist because they mentioned that. But the only BMA that has anything to do with Baptist is Baptist Missionaries of America. There's a link to their website. I posted that in extra separately. It's a very big network. Okay, it's not just some little thing it's a pretty big network of baptist uh churches that are affiliated with this and it says not names um can you elaborate a little more on the details of the bma meeting he's now this person is asking douglas dickerson who we're going to hear talking here in a second he's asking him can you elaborate a little on the details of this bma meeting not names of people but i'd like to know more about how high the cover-up goes roughly how many pastors and lay people were president present Okay, now, Douglas Dickerson replies to this, Austin Haynes, by saying, the meeting was about eight years ago. Now, see, that's super significant here, this meeting we're going to be talking about. Eight years ago. So let's say it was in 2010. Okay, that's how long this goes back. See, the whole thing with the Mandela, I get it. It was three to four years ago where people really started, but... The thing is, is if you start looking back, when if the changes started happening, this is not something that anybody had in their wheelhouse, meaning in their brain, okay? And the changes, I believe, started happening slowly, one at a time, just like they're still happening now. It finally got to a critical mass about four years ago where people really started, they actually started to put a name on this and label it. People started researching it because up until that point, particularly with the Bible verse changes, I don't think it was really on anybody's radar. Yes, they might have said they might have noticed things were going on, but it wasn't enough. And it wasn't enough for people to actually start really like engaging into research on this because who would even think of something like this? I mean, if, if, you know, if anybody would ever tell you any of this stuff was going to happen, you would think, oh, you're crazy. You're nuts. It took the changes becoming so egregious and changes in society and other 
areas of culture so egregious that people actually started paying attention and that didn't occur until about four years ago this meeting though took place eight years ago because evidently it was well on their radar so um he says the meeting was about eight years ago it was the annual bma baptist missionary association association of america of missouri meeting mo i'm assuming that stands for missouri the meeting includes all pastors assistant pastors youth pastors and two representatives from each church about 15 churches for missouri that were in this bma group okay during the meeting all the pastors were requested to meet in a different part of the building away from the church representatives and the clerk that takes care of the minutes of the meeting so they wanted to meet make take place away from the clerk that was documenting the minutes of the re meeting meaning they were documenting what was going on in the meeting they didn't want any real record of this going on this was not normal during an official meeting but we were led to believe that this was something that the bma was sanctioning at the time well of course they were yeah this is all predetermined by design planned during the private meeting of pastors we were told that a situation had come to light about the bible we were told that people are noticing changes in the bible we were not to confirm anything these are people that were in their bible and all of a sudden they're seeing things changing okay we were told not to confirm anything now they were made aware of it but they were told to basically not confirm anything we were to tell anyone who asked about the changes that it was because of all the different versions that were coming around that confused people into thinking something had changed which is a brilliant tactic if you're trying to cover up something brilliant i mean you got hundreds of other versions literally there's over a hundred other versions out there that were translated from corrupt text types beside the kjv and you got all these people reading different versions i mean god is not the author of confusion that's why i've never been for uh, one of the reasons i've never been for all these other versions because god is not the author of confusion we should just have one word of god not all these other versions not only that they're translated from corrupt text types underlying text types which corrupt that word i mean niv has like 64,098 less words and it was transferred off off a corrupt text type so you're gonna have problems but it's the perfect cover then he goes on to say that even the kjv version the king james version had changed through the years with each reprint now there is a certain amount of of truth in in that regard because the modern day kjv versions some of them are a little bit different i even did a whole teaching on this back like in 08 where i talked about altered kjvs i did a whole teaching on it you can key in um altered kjv and you'll find it okay i warned about this back then that's why i said the best version you can get is a 1769 pure cambridge edition which is almost impossible to find now if you find one it's, it's going to cost you like 500 bucks or more if you can find a used one they don't even make it anymore as far as i know there's another one called a Pittman 
uh, minion, pit minion, I believe, pit minion, and that's that's really good. Seventeen sixty nine, um, pit minion, basically version. Okay. Um, but the best one I could identify was a, was a 1769 Pure Cambridge Edition. They're literally impossible to find just about now, unless you got deep pockets to even find one. Okay, and they're gonna, they're all going to be changed though, guys. Because I had people come say, yeah, but look at this, um, whatever. This one says it too, and it's even older. They're all changed. You got to understand, even going back to the underlying Greek and Hebrew, it's all been changed. That's just more proof positive that these that these changes are real. When you literally cannot find one Bible that ever said now, even the corrupt versions that said the lion laid down with the lamb. Where did we get those references from? Were we all misremembering? Were all the movie quotes, were all the songs that were made about it, were all the preachers that quoted from it from the pulpit, were all the Bible verses ever made? They were all wrong about it. It was always the wolf dwelt with the lamb? What? Where all the iconography, all the pictures and all the statues and all the stuff that they sell in Christian bookstores and that are in churches and the murals on the walls where the lion laid down at the lamb. That's all wrong. We just all misremembered it. All of us. All the commentaries, even John Bunyan, where it talked about the lion lays down at the lamb. Yes, some of the the commentaries now, most of them will say the wolf dwelt with the lamb, but a lot of them still don't say that. We were all just misremembering it. There's no basis in truth for the lion ever laying down with the lamb. Ever. It was always the wolf dwelt with the lamb. No. That doesn't make any sense. There's no way. If the, I mean, like, people on the street you could ask that question to and they're going to tell you the lion lays down with the lamb. People that, don't, that aren't even Christians would know that. To me, that verse is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. And that's just one of many, but that's the big one. We were to tell anyone who asked about the changes that it was because of all the different versions that were coming around and that confused people into thinking something had changed. That even the King James version itself had changed through the years with each reprint. I just covered that. We were told that this, and the, and the, the church pastor that I had emailed before where I let, read his letter who has literally over 70 years in defending the King James Bible. 70 years. He's forgot more about the King James Bible than I even know. He had no answer when I emailed him. I read that letter in my teaching on the Mandela in like the first two or three parts. He had no answer. A great man of God. I love him. But he had no answer. He basically told me at the end when I asked him about the wineskins verse and um, the verse about the Lord's Prayer, where it never said trespasses, and I think maybe one other verse. He basically said, I'll just have to I'll have to do like what Mary did and just ponder this in my heart. Mary, the mother of Jesus. That's what he told me. He had no answer. Okay, now that's a guy that's got over 70 years in the underlying Greek and Hebrew defending specifically the King James Bible that has literal multiple booklets and books that he has written on the King James Bible and the underlying Greek and Hebrew. Knows more about it than anybody I know of on the planet. And he had no answer for me. You know why? Because he's honest. He's honest. He didn't try to attack me. And he was Baptist. He didn't try to attack me. He didn't. He, that's what he told me. That's why I always love dealing with him. Always. 
Always a gentleman. Acts actually like a Christian should act. Imagine that. What a concept. What a concept. Because I've been attacked by all of these supposed Baptist preachers that were once my friends who have all now stabbed me in the back so many times. I've lost count so many times. And I literally, all I ever did with those ministers is promote their ministries. I never said anything bad about them online. I've never done whole teachings on them like they've done on me to expose what a Luciferian and demon-possessed heretic that I've turned into or whatever. Because they're good Baptists and that's what good Baptists should do. They should stab other... I, I've seen it so many times in, in the Baptist movement. I mean, I, I can't even tell you. I told you, I, I used to go to those independent fundamental Baptist meetings and I, all I wanted to do is crawl under the chairs half the time. If you were the first... The only, the only message that was ever kind of cool to listen to is the first guy speaking. Because, like, whatever he's saying, okay. And then, but then after that, it was just like all the other Baptists were up there taking shots at him or his family. Literally, like, the first day. And then if you were the speaker on the second day, oh, forget it. Then you had, then they had a whole night to prepare stuff against you. And I'm like, is this how Christians are supposed to act? Especially pastors? The highest order? Well, look at Franklin Graham. He's, he's one of the highest ones of them all. Look at how he's acting. I don't know. I mean, you know, if you were Satan, who would you target? Could it have anything to do with pride, I wonder? You know, and, and stubbornness and, you know, I don't know. But I want nothing to do with it ever again. I don't. I don't want anything to ever do with it again. If that's Christianity, I want nothing to do with it. I don't. I'm not saying I didn't meet a lot of wonderful, genuine Christians along the way. But they were generally people in the congregation. You know. And that's why I said that earlier about if I have Baptist listeners, I'm not condemning you. Okay, I'm not doing it. Listen, I was there. Been there. Done it. Been in that movement longer than any other t my time in Christianity. I'm just telling you what happened to me. I'm telling you, literally, what the Baptist Church did to me was the reason I came out of the Baptist Church and why this ministry started. And then what Sermon Audio did to me, which was just like a, kind of a Baptist extension. They did the same thing to me. Totally blindsided me. Totally lied to me. Said they weren't going to kick me off if I did this teaching on Ed Watson. And, and they did it. They, they did. As soon as I did it. And they, I literally got clearance from the owner. I didn't slander him. I just said the truth had you know 12 or 13 eyewitnesses that were there saw what he did and he literally banned me the next week totally lied right through his teeth but that's to me that's what i've come to expect from baptist preachers that's been my experience nobody can take that away from me nobody can tell me my experience isn't valid and then what's happened to me since then with the, with the Baptists that were with me, the Baptist preachers that were still with me, that I promoted, I literally, you know, did a pen over backwards to help a lot of them on a lot of different levels, never said anything against them, and they all turned around and have all consequently stabbed me in the back, accumulating in the Mandela teaching, now I am just Satan incarnate to them. That's fine. When, when we all stand before God, we'll see who's justified and who's not. And I'm not saying that because I think I'm perfect. But we're going to see, you know. 
I'll be looking forward to that. I really will. Not, not looking forward to at the judgment seat of Christ. But I'm saying I will be looking forward to that regarding these issues. I, I, and I've said this before. I said, God, if I'm deceiving people, if I'm deluding them, if I'm leading them astray, kill me. Kill me. Take me out of ministry. Kill me. I'm not telling, asking you to send me to hell, but kill me so I can't deceive anybody else. I don't want to deceive people. That's not why I'm here. I want to do that. I don't want their, you know, blood on my hands. I don't want to deceive people. I don't want to, you know, it's not what I'm about. It's not. Not why I walked away from being a doctor. In full-time practice in these types of things. So, um, we were told, I'm going back to this. It says, we were told that once this got out, this would likely cause the turning away from the church. The church. Why does it have to be that way? Why can't you just examine it for what it is, find out what's causing it, knowing that we're going into the most deceptive time the world has ever known? Knowing that, and I'm not sure how prevalent the D-Wave quantum computers were, but knowing that, yes, at the time CERN existed, and knowing CERN's agenda, and knowing that CERN was trying to open and still is trying to open portals into literal other dimensions so that they can let these demonic entities through knowing that cern is literally creating dark matter which is so wicked and so evil that like one gram of it will influence large swaths of the population they've admitted to all this stuff i've documented all this stuff in previous teachings why can't we just be logical and look at what is going on here knowing that god said in second thessalonians chapter 2 that he will send strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness no 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 let's not do that let's all sweep it under the rug where nobody will just deny 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 and will demonize if denying doesn't work we'll demonize i'm i'm getting to experience exactly what that's all about but i'm okay i'm a big boy i can take it you know, God, God's prepared me for all this with all these years of ministry, all the ball bats I've got upside the head. You know what? Whatever. Like I said, bring it at this point. If I die, I die. Whatever. I, I've, I hopefully I've run the course and lived, you know. But you know what? God, I'm not going to die until God says I die. So, you know, I'm not afraid to die either. Also, knowing that the Bible says, what the Bible says in Amos, okay, that behold, this prophecy has never been fulfilled, okay, this, this has never been fulfilled. Now we understand how this can be fulfilled. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. How can that be when you've got any dime store you can go to and buy a hundred Bibles and bury them? Okay, they come, they, they raid our house, I get our Bibles. Okay, great. I go out and I, I get my PVC container that I buried in my backyard and I got a hundred more. You can't take them all out. But this is a whole other way of going after the word of God that we never comprehended. Now we understand how this verse in Amos is being fulfilled. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from north even to the east. And they shall run to and fro and seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. 
They're not going to find it. It's not going to be available. I don't know whether that means that the whole Bible is going to be totally corrupted. But, you know, according to Amos, that may be what happens. So then you say, well, it doesn't matter what you say. I don't care. I don't care what you say because the Bible says that he's going to preserve his word. He's all, yeah, you're right. It does say that. And I get all these verses. So, oh man, you're really off. The, the Bible says this. I said, what, what do you do with the verse in Amos then? Where it says that we're going to, we're going to run to and fro seeking the word of God and shall not find it. Doesn't matter. I don't care what you tell me. Just shut up. Shut up. I, 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 I'm covering my ears. No. Oh, that's going to make everything just perfect. That's going to fix everything. So you have to reconcile all scripture. These verses in Amos have never been fulfilled. And then they're like, well, you know, he's promised to preserve his word for this generation forever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What was that? Psalm 6, verse 7 and 8. The words of the Lord are pure words, a silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Yeah, I got that verse memorized. Yeah, he did say that. But you know what it also says? You know what the Bible also says? Psalm 11, Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That's where he's promised to preserve his word. But, but, conversely he said that there's going to come a day when you're going to wander from sea to sea and from north even to the east and they shall run to and fro seeking the word of god seeking the word of the lord and shall not find it so we should be looking out for this to happen none of us ever conceived it was going to happen this way but god knows the beginning from the end he warned us about this but it's just better to demonize the messenger it's better to sweep it under the rug and deny 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 and when denying doesn't work demonize like they've done to me and so many others. I'm just one of the many. I'm, I'm, I'm late into the game here. I, I sat on this for three to four years, hoping somebody would debunk this. Really, I did. I mean, that's why I waited. Part of the reason I waited. I, I hope somebody was going to debunk it. But they're saying, they, their justification was, this would likely cause the turning away from the church. They don't want to lose parishioners. They don't want to lose that money coming in. They didn't want to, they couldn't explain it really. They could have looked into this just like I have. But they chose not to. That's how, from what I've seen, when the Baptist movement at the head, at the hierarchy, encounter things that doesn't fit their paradigm, they will deny, 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 and demonize. That's how they, that's how they attack each other. That's what they do to one another, preacher to preacher. They will attack one another, preacher to preacher. And that's how the hierarchy will also approach their people underneath them. And if the head is sick, the whole body's going to be sick. It's permeated through all the preachers. And it's permeated through a lot of the people in there too. It's demons they're dealing with. But they don't know. Bless God, we don't have any demons. <sighs> yeah, right. Yep. And then it goes on to say, it was our duty to delay this for as long as possible. You know what? Your time's up. Your time is up. Delay as long. Oh, isn't that Christian? Sweep her under the rug. 
They did the same thing with the aliens agenda that I've exposed on so many occasions. There's going to come chickens are going to go home, home to roost on that. There is an end game on that. Just deny, deny, deny until it'll just go away eventually. No, it's not. No, it's not. Satan hasn't invested millions and millions and all this time and effort into something like that going back decades for nothing to come of any of it. It's part of the end time delusion that the Bible clearly predicts is going to happen. But it's just better to deny so that when it all does happen, all of your parishioners will be caught totally flat-footed and then they really will fall away because you've done nothing to prepare them for any of this. That's so much more biblical. Then they probably will end up going to hell because they're going to totally fall away. They're totally going to turn away from the faith because they've got no preparation from any of this. And they were trusting in men, trusting in a denomination in order to give them the truth. I'm not saying it's going to happen to all of them, but I'm going to say, how could this be beneficial? How could this be good? Hiding this type of stuff, whether it's the, it's the alien agenda or, or so many of the other subjects I've covered. The pedophilia, are they doing, are they doing massive amounts of exposure? Is any church... I, I know I'm keen on a Baptist, but all this, all the churches are guilty of this. All the denominations are. It's not profitable to do what I'm, what I do. It's not profitable. It's not. Trust me, I'm not getting rich doing this. <laughs> I'm not. Things have been harder, especially lately, than they've ever been for us. I'm losing listeners all the time on my newsletter list. The more I post about this stuff. I would think people would want the truth, but I guess they don't. I'm not saying my listeners there are still with me. I'm saying a lot of the ones that were, you know, have attacked me and chose to go other ways. That's their prerogative. It's their prerogative. I'm not the arbiter in whatever of all truth in the universe. I'm not saying I couldn't be wrong about anything, but I'm telling you, you know, I sat on this for three to four years before I did anything, and all I'm getting is more and more confirmation since I've come out with this. And then I get this bombshell dropped in my lap. Pray about it. See what God shows you. It was our duty to delay this for as long as possible. Could you imagine sitting in a meeting and then basically telling you about something that they give you no explanation for, but just delay, delay, delay as long as possible. Because we want to we make sure we keep the money coming in and we keep the power over the people as long as possible. Oh boy, that's so Christian. That's so biblical. I could almost even kind of understand if they said, delay this until we can get a proper explanation to our congregants because right now we don't have one and we need to find out what's going on here. So we're going to go into deep prayer and fasting about this collectively as pastors and as the hierarchy of this until we have God show us what is going on. You know what? I'd have no problem with that at all. I wouldn't because you don't have the answer and you don't want to go off half cocked. I get that. No, no, no. They never mention any of that. No. No. No, we're just going to ignore it, sweep it under the rug, delay, delay, and demonize when the delay part doesn't work. Because that's what Jesus would do.
right? Obviously, I'm being incredibly sarcastic, but he goes on to say, I myself had already started to notice changes, and I was one of two pastors who stood up against this decision. His, his Facebook's still up. You can go look. He's got all kind of righteous stuff on his Facebook page, this, this man. I'll give you a link to it. Pastor. He was right there, saw the whole thing. He had already started to notice the changes. And I, and I will say this, I will say this to the Baptist credit. The reason I believe this was probably noticed in the Baptist church first, because they're one of the few denominations that will typically take a stance on the KJV. And they're typically encouraged their, um, the people in their church to read their Bible. So if any denomination was going to pick up on this first, it would probably be the Baptist. I say that to their credit. And again, if you were Satan, what, what denomination would you target if you knew that was going on in the church? I say that to their credit. Okay. So let's go further. I'm going to read the last line again. I myself had already started to notice changes and I was one of two pastors who stood up, who stood against this decision. Only one of two out of, I don't know how many there were there. We were told that it was not up for debate. Oh, because what? Now the church is run by an iron-fisted hierarchy? Nazi-like type thing? Totally unbiblical? Okay. It was not up for debate, and it would be very foolish to tell any church members about this. No. At the time, I considered this a threat sounds like a threat to me it would be very foolish of you to do this there would be consequences essentially so i officially left that church and my wife and i decided never to be a part of any baptist church again good for you i came to the same decision back in 06 actually it's probably 05 because it took me a while to, I, I started recording teachings, but it took me a while to actually start posting them on Sermon Audio. Because I don't think I was aware of it at first. And they were so, they were so, um, the people on Sermon Audio were so desperate for this type of truth that I was putting out. And again, I don't say this to brag, but it is true. What I'm telling you is God is my witness. I started posting up there and I just was like, I mean, it was in a matter of like less than a year. I was doing like 120,000 downloads a month with like, I would post and sometimes I'd be in the top five of all preachers posting. I'm talking about the big boys were putting their teachings up there. The big boys in like the Baptist movement was going head to head with them and beating them. And I'm like, man, Lord, I'm like, I, don't, I never even went to cemetery. I mean, se se uh, the seminary. I never even went there, Lord. I'm like, wow, you're really blessing this, Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Because they were desperate for what I was giving them. That, that, that I, was, I was going to get 7,000 preachers. There's 7,000 preachers up there. And I was top five. When I was posting teachings, how can you explain that other than God did that? 
How, I mean, I give God the, the total credit for that. It wasn't me. And I had a very, very Baptist bent still. I very much did. You go back and listen to my earlier teachings. And I don't mean, I mean, that's not to say everything Baptist is bad. It's not. But I'm just saying I was very, I just come out of that. So, you know, this is the whole kind of near and dear to me, this whole subject. Because I've been there. So at the time, we considered this a threat, what they said. So I officially left the church, my wife, and I never decided to be part of any Baptist church again. I'm afraid that is all, that is about all that I know because he was gone after that. But I do believe that all BMA, Baptist Missionary Association of America churches, know about the changes. They knew about it eight years ago. Don't tell me this wasn't going on in other Baptist denominations. I don't believe it. Maybe not so much the independent fundamental Baptist because they don't have a, a governing body. Because if you're independent fundamental, you're your own like whatever. But then again, who knows? I don't know. It's going to get through the grapevine. Come on. Preachers talk. I do believe that all Baptist churches know about the changes. If you think about it, it would not make sense for pastors not to notice. Not if they're in the word of God. They're going to notice. <clears throat> especially the older ones, especially the older preachers. That's why when I went to that one preacher, that, old, that Baptist preacher that's literally got over 70 years in the King James, he had no answer for me because he was being honest. He was a good man. And again, I don't want to condemn every single Baptist preacher. I'm just saying the ones I've personally dealt with, pff, other than the one that I won't mention his name, you know, they've all turned on me. Now, the ones maybe back home of the churches I came out of, you know, I'm sure they would have turned on me, but I didn't really give them that opportunity because I don't have any association with them anymore. Most likely they would have. It is fear that keeps them from admitting it. Eh, fear, I think there's other aspects. Pride, money, power, losing power over the congregation, the money not coming in from the parishioners, you know, losing control over the narrative. Again, it should have been collective mass praying and fasting. If they didn't know what this was going on, collective mass praying and fasting and even yoking up with other Christian denominations in their heads to pray and fast on a mass scale, seeking the Lord's face upon what's causing these changes. That would have been the biblical thing to do, and I would have had no problems with them had they done that. No problems at all. Because they wanted to, they, they wanted to seek the matter out first before they went back to their congregation. That would have been totally biblical. They didn't do that. No, no denomination has done that as far as I know. Not even close. They've done the exact opposite. Fear is a spirit that whispers in everyone's ear from time to time. Now it's live and well. That was his response. Okay. Does that sound like a man who's a liar? He's just kind of posting that just to stir the pot? Well, let's read on. So a lady named Don Singley says to him, she says, this just amazes me. Who at the top would make such a decision? 
those that want to preserve their power. Thank you for taking a stance the way you did, and thank you for sharing. It just really shed light on this topic. God bless you, brother. And then he responds back, incredible. Oh, no, then another lady responds to him and says, incredible, it seems like they would fear God more. Yeah, that's what I would think, too, you know. All of this is man-centered. It's like God plays no part in the equation here. Do you Have you noticed that theme there? Was God discussed anywhere? No, it was all deflect, deflect, deny, deny, and then demonize and threaten. Where is the prayer and fasting? Where is the going to God? Where is humbling ourselves before God about what, what's causing? No, I don't see any of that. No, not, not even a little bit. It's sickening. And then um, another person posted, they posted this in the same discussion, Lena Parnell, and they said, she said, I tried to warn my pastor about the changes in the Bible, mainly the KJV, but he tried to say that the words still mean the same. I told him they don't. He dismissed the fact that the words in everyone's Bible had been changed. He didn't think that I would find the word matrix in his Bible, but I did. He tried to say that matrix was always there and it meant and it means the same as a womb, a womb, like a, a woman's womb. Then he tried to say wolf and lion is the same thing. <laughs> Come on, because they're both predators. Oh my word, they're two totally different animals though. I disagree with him. He asked me how the words have been changed. So I told him they've been supernaturally changed. I have a feeling that he knows the truth but won't admit it because he'll lose his paycheck. <laughs> See, the love of money is the root of all evil. That's what the loudless boils back to. Losing that old paycheck. Today I found a contradiction about the wolf and the lion in Isaiah 11.6 where it says the wolf shall dwell with the lamb. That's what it says now. And Luke 10, 3, it says, Go your ways, behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. In Isaiah eleven six, it says that the wolf is friendly, but in Luke 10, 3, it says not to trust the wolf. Well, the reason the wolf is friendly, though, is because that's in the millennial reign of Christ when, when the lion will lay down the lamb and all, all animals will dwell together. Wolf included, I, I will admit that. But it never said that before. Now you can't find any Bible version or even any corrupted version that ever said the lion lay down with the lamb. It never existed. Even though it did, and we all know it does. But you can't find you can't find one. It doesn't matter how far you go back. It doesn't matter how old the version is. It doesn't matter how 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 um, uh, old the Greek or Hebrew, underlying Greek or Hebrew is, they're all changed now. Doesn't matter. These computers they got are pretty slick. The CERN, it's pretty slick. What it can do. I don't know how it can do it, but you know, Satan has some technology we're not quite privy to. The When I was at the funeral yesterday for Rachel, the pastor said, and I, I meant to make this point before about when Rachel, like, why did this happen to her? Why? She's 47. She's serving God, loves Jesus, all this stuff. He said, and this applies to this too. This applies to the Mandela effect. Now remember, God did say he's going to send the strong delusion. I believe this is part of it. I believe the alien agenda is a part of it. I think there's a lot of things that are a part of that. It's not just one thing. But he said, for now, what our job is, is to trust God. The understanding will come on the other side. 
In other words, why did Rachel die? Well, we're just to still trust God. But the understanding of why Rachel passed away will come when we're in heaven. We're going to get that. The Bible also says that we see through a glass darkly. Like right now, we're seeing through a glass darkly. But then face to face. The Bible also says his ways are not our ways. And as, as high above the heavens are his ways than our ways. So see, we can't... I also said another preacher named Melvin Sisson, a Baptist preacher from a long time. I, I loved him. I, I still do. Um, I don't know if he's still around, but he had a sermon entitled, The Film is Being Developed. And what that means is that, you know, remember when you used to take a, they used to have Polaroid cameras and you take the Polaroid and the film, the, 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 the Polaroid would come out and you'd like put it face down and let it be developed. Well, when you, the film first came out of the camera, you couldn't see the image. You had to let it develop. You had to turn it over and let it develop. Right now, the film is being developed of everything, how everything's playing out in the world, how our lives are playing out and everything else. We're not seeing the full picture yet, in other words. We're not seeing it clearly, but on the other side, we will. We won't be seen through a, gla a glass darkly on the other side. We'll be seeing him face to face and it'll be clear and we'll understand why all this stuff was happening in our timeline that a lot of people are denying could ever happen. When God said he was gonna send strong delusion, strong delusion, not weak. I don't think that term is used in any other part of the Bible. I don't think we're quite understanding how strong the delusion's going to be. And unless you have a true love for the truth, you're, you're probably going to get swept up in the strong delusion. Why? Because it says it right there. Who is the strong delusion going to apply to? Who, who's going to be swept up in it? Those that receive not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I fear for these Baptist preachers. They're showing me by their actions that they have no real true love for the truth, but are taking pleasure in unrighteousness by hiding this from their congregations. Deliberately misleading them and lying to them, saying, oh, it's all the other Bible versions and it's this or it's that. Deny, deny, and if that doesn't work, demonize. That's showing you have no true love for the truth, but you're having pleasure in unrighteousness. The, the, this lady ends this post by saying, I haven't been back to the church since July 15th because he won't call me back and I'm not going to go back either. I'm just fine with that. Okay, so let's go back. So this conversation continues, okay? And the man that wrote that article, that wrote that post says... I was the author of my part, but I'm not sure why it was deleted. I do not see it in the thread as well. So in other words, it got deleted right away. Some weird thing happened where it got deleted. Maybe that's why they, why they closed that Facebook account or that for the quantum. I think this was the quantum warriors on Facebook. I don't know. I think for some reason, I think I saw that. Well, sure. They're not going to want that going. Thank God we got it before it got taken down. And then a lady, the one lady that um, I vetted this and, and asked her about this, if she had heard anything more, and she said she really hadn't, but that he was fearing for his life. She said, um, I reached out to you in a PM, a personal message, but you may have not seen it as I'm not on your list of friends. And then she said to him as well, you were a Baptist preacher in Missouri then? Is there, any, is there, uh, is there anything you can send or show me so I know this is true. I would love to share what you shared. I am a pastor at Three Hearts. I don't agree with women pastors. Sorry, but I don't. 
I don't think there's any Bible for it. The Bible says the the, pa the pastor should be the husband of one wife. Husband or deacon or an elder or a bishop. Husband of one wife, not the wife of one pastor. I did a whole teaching on that, what women can do for the Lord. It's not my opinion. It's what the Bible says. Or at least it's what it says now. I hope it doesn't change. But uh, anyway, she basically said, you can email me at this address. You can take the, this is why, this is why I went to her. Because I wanted to see if she had heard anything more from him. She told me that basically he's keeping it, you know, the impression I got was that he's keeping his mouth shut at this point. He's not saying anything more because he's in fear of his life. You're going to see that in a second. Then he's, he comes back, Douglas comes back and says, but as I've mentioned to a few members, I do not want the BMA to know what I'm admitting. Well, he's kind of a little late for that, but okay. And then a lady named Emma Lyle says, you do not need to say the denomination. Well, yeah, but he's already kind of done that. But anyway, but may I ask, why would you not want to share? Shout it from the mountaintop, the deception so others can be rescued from these wolves. He comes back to her and he says, the problem is there are certain individuals from BMA that do keep track of me and my family. And it was made very clear to me that they would cause grief if I were to broadcast this information. Can you believe this? It's like the mafia. I admit that. I admit that I want to, but I do fear for my family. So he's fearing for his family. Okay, I get it. I don't want to judge him. Okay. But this is the reason why he's not wrote a whole treatise on this. And then another guy comes back and says, wow, I have to say I'm shocked. The Holy Spirit brings to mind that quote from the 1969 Bible Changes video that I played in the first Mandela teaching. If you're not familiar with that, where they basically openly came out in a 1969 video and said, we're going to find a way, change the Bible. And you're not going to understand it. You're not going to see it coming, but it's going to happen. They admitted it. Some kind of weird technology. Now we know, okay, where the guy mentioned that the churches would stop them. What the guy, the guy said, oh, the, he thinks that the churches are going to stop them. And then the video, the guy in the video of the 1969 uh, video said no the church will help us meaning they knew the church was going to go along with them they knew the church was going to go along with the cover-up the church is yoked up with them i've told you if you're a member of a 501c3 church at some point that train is going down the track to the coming new world order church one world under antichrist and false prophet and all the denominations are going to have to get on that train at some point they're all going to have to they're going to be required either you're going to come out of it or you're going to get on the train and you're going to go down that track and i've been saying it for years 501c3 you get your reason and your right to exist by the government they give you a right to exist through the irs you have to abide by their guidelines you have to play by their rules and anything that has two heads is a monster. It's not biblical. There's no Bible for yoking up with the government and getting permission from the government to start a church. There's none. It's an abomination. I'm not saying all 501c3 churches are bad or evil. Okay, but I'm saying they're on a bad, they're in a bad system, a corrupt system, and it's affecting the churches and they're not seeing it because they're part of the system. And they're being blinded by it. But Howard Pittman wrote a book called Placebo, which has this, it has this picture of this church on the cover. 
and it has this church and it's real sleepy looking it's like a church building and it's real sleepy looking and it shows him he's opening his mouth and they're putting like a a uh a pill in his mouth like a sleeping pill pretty sure it's placebo and and um meaning the church is asleep and a big reason they're asleep is because they're yoked up with the government and they brought in all these false versions and they brought in so much of the world into their churches and they're part of the system and then you got the clergy response team which is a whole other animal that so many of them are yoked up with i don't want anything to do with any of it so yeah the church will help us that's what he did say in the video the church is going to help them they're going to help them implement becoming one world religion under antichrist and false prophet this is just evidence of that this is confirming every single thing i've basically ever reported on in some way shape or form i wish it wasn't true but and then the last one that was a lady then she said i couldn't agree more in fact i just uh stated this to a friend meaning the church is going to help them and I feel like we're living in a Twilight Zone episode. That's what it seems like. I had, I've had i sent this to some of my listeners, just a select group. And one lady said, it blows my mind that they would choose to lie to their congregations rather than unite in prayer against this occultic tech tactic. Meaning technological tactic. Yeah, I agree. Another listener, John, he said, the question is, are the Baptists being told to do this through another body? Oh, well, the whole thing about they will help us? Oh, I guarantee you they're getting they're getting orders from higher ups. Oh yeah. At the top of all these main denominations, you've got a pedophile network. I'm not saying it's as bad as as the um Catholics. They're the mother whore church, but I'm I'm telling you right now, Methodist, Presbyterian, whatever, you've got a big collective cover up going on and you got a lot of evil orders coming down from the top that's affecting all these denominations which is unbiblical governing church bodies unbiblical no bible for any of it the churches back in the in the, in the new testament were all like autonomous home churches why wouldn't satan want that because you can't affect autonomous home churches like you can affect uh, um um bodies with governing bodies over them that could trickle down bad information or bad doctrine or bad orders from the top down and order other little churches below you to do things that you maybe not want, might, not want, might want to do and then get yoked up with the government and your 501c3 corporation and all that other stuff there's so many things so are the baptists being told to do this through another body next it will be get your vaccines and submit to romans 13 well i already saying romans 13 you know whatever the government says you got to do it. even if what the government's saying is totally against the bible well sure I did a whole teachings on Romans 13. Just key in Romans 13 in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. That's when a go- when a righteous government is in control and giving you righteous, you obey them when it's it's a righteous thing. Not when it's unrighteous. It's very clear if you read Romans 13. Then he goes on to say, I don't know, but it seems like tactics... Uh, that they use uh from a program of societal control yep my reply yes great point no doubt this order is coming from the top and filtering down to all these regional and local meetings just like they hide the fact that they're a part of the clergy response teams this is just one of the many more things they're hiding how christian of them 
And then I had a guy, I sent this to one of the, one of the, um, uh, men that was, um, against me and, um, regarding this whole matter. And he came back to me after he read, he read the Baptist letter and he didn't even try to like say it wasn't true, but he basically, he basically said, well, yeah, but they're just, um, they're, they're just, even the, even the preachers are misremembering. That's just why it's so important to, to make sure you got the scriptures memorized right. I'm like, that's your response? That's all, that's really? Because there's nothing that I'm going to put in front of these people that's going to convince them. I'm almost convinced of it. I hope there is. I hope they get their eyes open. But it doesn't seem like it doesn't matter what I say. Because, see, the problem is, is because of pride, once you start going down that road of being in total denial about this, you commit and you commit and you commit. And the more you commit, the more pride wells up in you about a certain thing. And you have so much invested then at a certain point. Not only that, it's not just that. It's also, well, if I come out and I actually admit to what you're saying, then all my friends are going to attack me. And I'm going to I'm gonna have to go through what you're going through. Oh, well. There's a lot of reasons why people won't, won't submit to this. Won't yield to it, I guess. But that's basically what he told me. And I'm like, I said... I told him, I said, good Lord, you will never admit there's any validity to, to this subject, no matter what is shown you. The BMA literally made an announcement to their pastors and clergy to keep quiet about these changes. And you think that they, the BMA, and all the people who have seen this quantum effect are still imagining all of this? And they are, according to you, just don't know their scriptures well enough? That's the whole problem? We're all collectively misremembering? You're right. It never, ever said in any Bible version ever that the lion laid down with the lamb. Obviously, all the, the church murals and all the statues and all the, 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 the preachers preaching on it and all the movie quotes and all, all that was, we were all misremembering that. It was always the wolf shall dwell with the lamb. All of us are just wrong, collectively. Yeah. Yes, that's, yes, it's that all quantum believers just don't understand how a healthy man's breasts should be full of milk and that they are the ones to nurse their infants, not the women. The men are, according to the Bible now, according to the King James Bible. I'm going to read you the verses. No red flags here at all. It's the, it's just, uh, and that's just one of the myriad of changes. Okay, Job, I've read this before, but I'll read it again. Job 21, uh, 22 through 26. Shall any teach God knowledge, seeing he judgeth those that are high? One dieth in his full strength, being wholly at ease and quiet. Okay, this is describing that man. The one who dies at full strength, being wholly at ease and quiet. His breasts are full of milk. His breasts. The man that dies in full strength. His breasts are full of milk. And his bones are moistened with marrow. Another dieth in bitterness of soul. And never eateth with pleasure. You understand it's, com it's comparing two men's deaths? It's comparing two different men. One that died at full strength. Breasts full of milk. How does that... <laughs> Are you serious? And then another dieth in bitterness of soul and never eateth pleasure with pleasure. It's comparing two different men the way two different men die. 
They shall lie down alike in the dust and the worm shall cover them. I didn't know men of full strength are supposed to have breasts full of milk. I, I must have missed that in, in anatomy when I was in chiropractic college. I, I must have missed that. Numbers 11.10 now says, Then Moses heard the people weep through their fam throughout their families, every man in the door of his tent, and the anger of the Lord was greatly kindled. Moses also was displeased. And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burdens of all this people upon me? He, remember, Moses was saying this to God. Okay. Sounds like he's kind of mad at God to me. And then he, he goes on to say in verse 12, Have I conceived all this people? Have I begotten them that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in thy bosom? As a nursing father beareth the sucking child? Oh, so now a nurse, a dad nurses the sucking breastfeeding child, his infant. He carries them in his bosom. And he nurses them as an infant. Because obviously a man like this, his breasts are full of milk, according to now what the King James says. But see, I am, I am the heretic for pointing this out. And do you realize what's even worse is that a lot of the new versions, a lot, a lot of like the NIVs and stuff like that don't get this wrong. They'll have, it's a woman doing this so they'll appear right and the king james will appear wrong and again if you were satan what version would you target which would further discredit the king james and get even more people not to read it because it's gonna it's gonna get to the point if these changes keep happening that it's gonna look totally inaccurate i don't know how far god's gonna let this go but according to amos it may get really really bad i, I don't know i don't know how bad it's gonna get but amos hasn't been fulfilled amos 8 11 and 12, I believe. Also, scriptural changes are just one small aspect to this. This subject is so huge and vast, it cannot be explained away. No one but God could put this genie back in the bottle. The vast majority of changes are occurring in the King James, which is the only version Satan has to really worry about. Where, When the NIV has a more accurate, tran accurate translations of verses than the KJV, it discredits the KJV, which is exactly why Satan is doing this. Very few want to um, want or will accept the truth, no matter how in your face the truth is. This is why it's so important to hide the word of God in our hearts, the, the, verse, the part that hasn't been corrupted, where Satan cannot get to it as the Lord leads um, writing verses down by hand seems to be a way to counter this Mandela effect, but I cannot say this will always be 100% effective. I don't know. Write them down and date it. Handwrite it. Probably cursive is even better. I don't know. I mean, I, I again, I don't know all the, but I know that there's been people that have written verses down and they weren't changed. Praying against these changes and the technology causing this may be the key regarding preventing further changes taking place. But again, I don't know if that's going to work because of what Amos says. Now here's a graphic that says uh, it's about two different people on the Mandela thing. And it says one person who doesn't believe the Mandela arguing with another person who does. I don't experience the Mandela effect, therefore I know you are wrong. This is how 
the people that don't refuse to believe this treat the people that are trying to show them this okay and then she says you can't remember what's real to you because what's real to me is that all that matters what are the what are the emotions that that guide this behavior well you've got arrogance you've got apathy you've got hostility you've got narcissism uh you've got those types of emotions they'll just say it's confabulation they'll say it's misremembering they'll say you're all stupid this is the only position of every debunker of the mandela effect now i'm not saying if you haven't fully bought into this you're all those things i'm not saying that but i'm saying the people that are just fully have not looked into this or maybe they have looked into it and it doesn't matter what you tell them and it doesn't matter what truth you put before them and they're just gonna slander you and badmouth you and this is this is this is what i've seen personally so far this these are the emotions they're operating out of and pride they left out pride that's one of the emotions the person on the other side that's listening to these arguments they're trying to operate out of truth compassion and empathy i will tell you this the people that i have dealt with that are in that are trying to document the mandela changes they are some of the nicest christians i have ever dealt with in my life even even if we have any disagreements about stuff we're mature enough where we can say okay it's cool let's treat each other like human beings let's treat each other like christians let's not slander one another let's not attack one another that's how the other side works that's how they work i'm telling you right now that's all i've seen is slander hostility name calling ad hominem attacks you know calling me a luciferian calling me this or calling me that as though the mandela effect is my fault and i'm scott johnson's personally responsible for it when i got into this way late in the game and i sat on this begging god that somebody would come across and refute this didn't happen here's some here's some things to go over you remember who when tinkerbell flew over the castle in in the walt disney picture you know there's that logo of walt disney and there was a tinkerbell flying over the castle do you know that never actually happened that never happens not in this not in this reality or whatever we're in right now that's been gone Here's, here's a picture of the logo. Did you know, warning, if you ever purchased herbal essence hair care products, they don't exist now. They've changed it. This is only a small difference, but it is different. And only one, 100th, only one of 100 logical reasons you should research the Mandela effect. Now it's called herbal essences. It was never herbal essence. Remember the, the uh, pickles Vlasic? You spelled it V-L-A-S-S-I-C. Here's a picture of that logo. No, that's gone. It was always Vlasic with one S. Do you know if you found out, what if you found out your kidneys had physically moved up in your lower back to just up underneath your heart? Probably right below the diaphragm. Okay, because the diaphragm separates all that. Well, that's where they're at now. They're not in the lower back region anymore. They're uh, Granted, they're in more like the mid-back now. Do you realize the, the, the movie, The Sword and the Stone? Okay, the, the, the movie from Disney is a 1963 American animated musical fantasy 
comedy film produced by Walt Disney and released by Buena Vista Distribution. Here's a picture of like the cover of The Sword in the Stone. Has now become The Sword in the Anvil. But the movie's called The Sword in the Stone. It's still called that. But now the way that it's portrayed is he's pulling the sword out of an anvil. Why would they call the movie The Sword in the Stone? Like Excalibur? Remember Merlin? He put Excalibur in the stone or whatever? And then, you know, who was it? Uh, oh. Yeah, the, the, the guy in Camelot or whatever, the king comes out and pulls the, the, the sword out. He's the only one worthy. He pulls it out of the stone. The movie, the animated movie, The Sword in the Stone, was based most likely on that. Now it's in an anvil. Yet they still call the movie The Sword of the Stone. Makes no sense. Did you know the village people had six people? Now, here's, here's a picture of what the village people look like. There's a guy in it. He's in a, a yellow shirt and suspenders. I've never seen him before. Now, I was never a big village people fan, but I knew he wasn't in there. You know, this is just one of the many, 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 many changes um, that, that we're dealing with here seeing if i'm i'm just looking at all these other ones yeah um do you know now that in the um the animated cartoon where uh that you got the big bad wolf and he says i'll huff and i'll puff and i'll blow your house what does he say he says i'll blow your house down right no he never said that now it says i'll huff and puff and i'll blow your house in in Look it up. Do you know that in the Wizard of Oz now there's a scene where the scarecrow has a like a silver nickel-plated gun that he's carrying around? They're in the Wizard of Oz. He has a like a nickel-plated six-shooter. Here's a picture of it. I gave you a link to watch the video. Well, he always said, no, he didn't. Not that any reality I've ever seen. Here's a picture of Niagara Falls. I'll be quite honest with you. That doesn't look like what I remembered at all, what it looks like. But they're saying that Niagara Falls, N-I-A-G-R-A, Niagara Falls, it's not called that anymore. It's called Niagara Falls now. Yeah. I personally don't remember Niagara Falls looking like that, but... They're not even talking about that. It's Niagara. N-I-A-G-A-R-A. It's not Niagara. N-I-A-G-R-A. It's Niagara. Falls now. Those are just a little bit. A listener wrote me. You remember what I talked about before? Genesis 1-1, God created the heaven and the earth. That's what it says now. It doesn't say heavens anymore. It says heaven God created the heavens in the earth. He said, I've heard some people spend a lot of time defending the KJV verse as only being the only correct verse of the Bible, saying this, um, where it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It's funny how they completely ignore Genesis 2.1, where it says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished. And all the host of them. See, that one hasn't been changed. It says heavens still. Literally, the first verse of the next chapter. 
You compare that to the first verse of the first chapter of the Bible where it says heaven. Which was always heavens before. Here's one. This is a totally insane for 1939. I'm trying to get done with this part because I'm almost over on time. This, um, the image above, you're not going to believe this. The image is from an excellent blog called Modern Mechanics and was featured in the May 1939 issue of Popular Science. So it's not, we're not making this up. This is real. This was, and this was the advertisement for it. I'm going to read you the direct ad for it. It shows this, this, um, like, it looks like a ra old time radio and it's literally got a port out of the side of it where a literal it's like a fax is coming out it is like a literal newspaper is being printed out of the side of it's 1939 like a fax machine coming out but it's one continuous page and the lady is sitting there reading the stuff as it comes out on her lap <coughs> while she's probably listening to the radio the image above is from the excellent blog Modern Mechanics was featured in the, in the May 1939 issue of Popular Science. Designed to fit the top of a commercial table receiver, which it matches in cabinet style, a complete radio newspaper, a radio newspaper receiver for home use has just been placed on the market. Oh my word. All necessary apparatus for receiving and printing news bulletins and pictures transmitted over the air are contained. So this wasn't even like fiber optics. This was just, it was coming in over the air and you're printing this out. As far as I know, they don't even have that, have that technology now. I mean, my fax machine has to be plugged into the wall. You know what I mean? It has to receive it over the phone lines. This one, it just came in the air. There's technology now that we're seeing that was available in like, you know, the 1800s that wasn't even available until like way into the 1900s now. I, this is just one of the big ones. All necessary apparatus for receiving and printing news bulletins and pictures transmitted over the air containing the unit. The news is automatically printed on a continuous sheet of paper that unwinds from a roll as it is received. The instrument can be used in conjunction with any radio receiver. The manufacturer declares provided it has at least uh, five watts of output. Here's a picture of it. There is, it's a picture back in the day. I got to really keep get going here because I'm just about out of time. Uh, another listener said, personally, I realize that any change that happens around me is sanctioned by an all-powerful God who loves me. See, understand that. This is not something that should make us fall away. Sanctioned by an all-powerful God who loves me, who said he was going to send the strong delusion. I am content with the changes he allows and place my trust in him. Therefore, my feet are not on shifting sand, but still standing on a solid rock. None of this has done anything to decrease my faith. None of it. And it shouldn't be to you either. But blinding us to it and not telling us about it and hiding it from us like the church is doing is not going to help anybody. That's just deception. The power of God to maintain stability in our lives seems to be something a lot of people who see this are having difficulty with. Another commenter says, he, he sent me this video and I didn't even really have a chance to watch it, but it's this, the Mandela Effect Mandela effect billions around the world being attacked with physical pain and ailments. Now, this is very important. This video basically says that the Mandela 
uh, effect caused by CERN and the D-Wave quantum computers are trying to digitally broadcast pain, sickness, and alterations to the body. They blast it at the brain and the brain creates the sickness. They are taking disease and converting it into a digital frequency. And then they broadcast that frequency of the disease at the target. Maybe why a lot of people are suffering right now from different ailments and things like that that seem to have no... Now, granted, they're doing everything else to do to kill us off too. This is just one more thing they're doing. This is why I'm saying to pray against it. Now, I don't have time to pray today because I'm I'm literally not even going to be able to post this if I go much longer. But I list my current prayer points. I'm just going to cover them real quick and then I'm going to have to end this. But list of current prayer points. South African genocide of whites which I'm going to try to cover next teaching. Uh, and for God to neutralize and stop the Fukushima nuclear radiation contamination. Nuclear radiation reactors breaking down worldwide. Stopping the Big Brother draconian changes taking place worldwide. The midterm elections. Trump and those surrounding him. Stoppage and exposure of the Chinese, Russian, and Muslim fifth column sleeper cell soldiers embedded in America. Stoppage and exposure of the Muslim invasion of America, Europe, Canada. Uh, the eradication of CERN and all particle colliders and D-Wave quantum computers. The eradication and exposure of the pedophile, child sex traffic networks worldwide. The LGBT uh, movement and the normalization of the pedophilia to be stopped worldwide. The eradication of all abortion clinics and Planned Parenthood worldwide. The eradication worldwide of all chemtrail programs and all dues or directed energy weapons causing the fires worldwide. The eradication worldwide of all planned deep state and Muslim false flag events prepared between now and the midterms and i'm sorry that's all i've got or i'm not gonna be able to post this so god bless you and we will see you probably next week for the next teaching and uh, may the lord jesus christ bless every one of you and your families